Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Roadshow, and it is Seminole Softball Monday. And right after this, I will be joined by the Seminoles head softball coach, Lonnie Alameda, and we will break down everything that happened up at NC State this past weekend. We're also going to preview the first of two games in the Little Sunshine Showdown, and we'll also talk a little bit Louisville at the end. This is Seminole Softball Monday on TCRS, powered by Swivel Vision Training Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine. Taking you inside the locker room, into the coaching offices, and onto the field. Lace up the cleats, grab the glove, pick up the bat, and get ready to play. Because it's time for Seminole Softball Monday on the Coach Rogue Show. And now, here are Jared Rogel and the head coach of FSU Softball, Lonnie Alameda. And this is TCRS, the Coach Roadshow. It is Seminole Softball Monday. And, again, we are powered, as always, by Swivel Vision Training Goggles. Check them out, www.swivelvision.com. And Softball Spirit Magazine. Check that out at softballspirit.us. Really quick, to go around the world of softball, as expected, last week, Oklahoma's Lauren Chamberlain and Shelby Penley went 1-2 and two in the NPF draft, making it the first time ever that picks one and two came from the same school. Michigan run rules Minnesota to claim the series there. Freshman Lauren Lindvall blasts a three-run shot to lead the Ducks in a comeback win over UCLA 6-4 as part of a five-run seventh for Oregon. And a game that I, in a series I was able to see this past weekend, I had a chance to go out to Western Kentucky to see their matchup against FAU. And the NCAA's current active strikeout leader, Miranda Kramer of Western Kentucky, gets 13 Ks in game one, 15 in game three against Florida Atlantic for a career total that now sits at 1,000. This is Seminole Softball Monday, though. And joining me right now, as always, every Monday, is the head coach of FSU, Lonnie Alameda. Coach, good to have you here. Hi, how are you? I'm good. You know, it was, it was a great chance for me to go up there and, and see a very legendary coach, Joan Joyce, in action. So, Coach, really quick, before we get to your team, want to start with that and just get your thoughts on the overall impact that, that Coach Joyce has made on the sport of softball. Yeah, well, you know, we were fortunate to be able to go down to FAU and play um, over our spring break. And, um to be around someone that's been around the game this long and see the growth of the game and still have passion for her kids right now, um, it, it's just it's pretty pretty cool to to see and, and share the field with her. So, um, you know, I mean, she was a slingshot pitcher, didn't do windmill, still believes in the slingshot, you know, and, and was very successful when she threw it. And it just, you know, it kind of – the evolution of the game is because of people like her, you know, keep pushing it uh, to, to new levels. So – you get to be around someone like that who can who can shed light on how great we have it right now and, you know, definitely to honor those in the past that have really propelled this game to new levels. So um, really neat person. Uh, Shan, uh, her assistant coach, uh, just does a great job of getting those kids to compete. They have a really good ball club and 
you're facing Miranda from the left side who came down here and dealt the first weekend too. She's a tough pitcher. So probably a tough series for them, but um, some pretty outstanding softballers, you know, young and old. Definitely. And if anybody doubts the passion that uh, Coach Joan Joyce still has, watch her coach first base during a game. So, yeah. Coach, let's talk about this. So, I mentioned there in the open, obviously, NPF draft. So, we want to touch on this very briefly here because, obviously, two of your players, Lacey Waldrop and Matty O'Brien, will possibly have the chance to take their game to the next level. Of course, we want to let everybody know at this point they've just been drafted. You know, it, it's a, an opportunity that is there if they decide to take it. So, Coach, first question for today's show for you Overall, what was the what was the feeling once the team actually found out that those draft picks had been had been made, knowing that they probably would have been made? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Our our sports information, our marketing person made it pretty special for us after the game to announce it on the um, the scoreboard and you know having their teammates around and you know we they've been talking about it and they really want to play at the next level and so you know it's was, it was pretty good elation for them and. We've had players in the past, Carly Wynn, um, you know, played um, back, you know, and the draft is still kind of growing, and it was via computer and emails, and now it's actually, you know, live on TV, which is, you know, really cool, so it's been built up a little bit, but Lacey and Maddie love the game. They, they love all the ins and outs of it. They're great ambassadors to the sport. Uh, you know, I, I think anyone that's been around them and see them, they're just so classy and, and so respectful of the game and teammates, and even this weekend, you know, going up there and Facing Emily Wyman, you know, Maddie, after the game, got to go give her a hug and say, hey, we're going to see you in a month or two and we're going to have some fun together. So uh, just just really awesome opportunity for them. And they're going to keep giving back just like Bree and Courtney do. You know, Bree comes back and talks all the time about the pro league and how special it is to play in college and how professional is a little bit different. So love what you have right now. But, boy, we're going to have some fun when we get together and play against the best of the best. Lacey going to the Chicago Bandits and Maddie having a chance to possibly join Bree and Courtney in Pennsylvania. That's got to feel very special for her to have that possibility. But, Coach, let's talk about it. NC State, you guys walk out of there with two wins, taking the taking the series um, first game 6-5 uh, to five, and then taking the second game 10-1 to one and 6, dropping the third game 9-4. to four. You know, when you look at this, when you look at this series, coach, it's got to be all about the runners that were left on base. Uh, your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I don't know if you want to say that's an epidemic of our season, um, or if it's been <laughs> awesome that we're actually getting runners on and we just haven't really capitalized on scoring them yet. And you know, if there's any point in the season that you want to start picking up things and building on things and executing them, it's towards the end. So you know, I think that the, it's definitely something we talk about. You know, we get to to the Sunday game or the the third game of the series and we look back and like, dang it, you know, if we could have a, a quality at bat here or take advantage of some pitches there, look where we would be. And they, they're continuing to work on that, you know, and um, for those opportunities. So I, I think that it's a good thing. We know we're getting our table setters on. Some people are getting walked around, you know, the bottom of our lineup actually has carried us sometimes and the top of our lineup has come through. So when we get peaking and working at the at the right time and all cylinders going, we're going to be something tough to deal with because we're definitely getting our opportunities for that. So, um, you know, you look at uh, Emily's a great pitcher, and, uh, you know, she made some big pitches in the game um, at some big times with bases loaded, and that's what good pitchers do, and that's what veteran pitchers do. So 
she came through, and we always talked about how young we are in our lineup and um, just as a squad this year. And so those those little mental notes, you know, will we'll start to stick in the back of our minds. And, you know, I, I'd like to see us really take advantage of that as we go into, you know, these next couple of weeks and gain some confidence with it rolling into postseason. Now, Coach, with that said, though, you know, you look at game one, I believe 12 left on. You look at game two, eight left on you're still able to come out with those wins, especially in that second game, leaving eight on and, and still picking up the win 10 to one. So what does that say just about your team as a whole? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we're learning how to fight. I would say that probably Friday night's game against NC State, the doubleheader and, and winning the series is, you know, something that, that's very important to us every series we go into. We probably played the best softball we've played all season as a whole. I mean, throughout the season, we've had some great up and downs individually, but as a whole, people coming off the bench, um, people doing their job, um, capitalizing in in situations at the plate, playing great defense behind the pitchers, making big pitches. I mean, it was a a full team effort. It felt really good leaving there Friday night. And then coming back Saturday kind of was like the, you know, like, oh, we need to be a little more mentally tough when we get to the the game three and be able to make adjustments because other teams are going to make adjustments to us. So, that's the maturity part, you know, that, that we need to get better at. But there's so many boxes you got to click as you go along the season of a 60-game season. And the most important part is the postseason. So what you're preparing for is you really want to make sure you check these boxes off with some good confidence and some good belief. And, hey, we're getting this done as a squad. We're getting this done as a team. And we're slowly getting better every time we go out. And it's just really – great to see as a coaching staff because the the girls on the field are the ones that have to play with each other and have to believe in each other. And you can see that eye to eye right now and and they're getting it done. So kind of, kind of a cool thing. So coach, from a strategic standpoint, you face a team like NC state and you know that you're going to see Emily Wyman for all three games. What kind of, what do you kind of do? What do you kind of have to do from a strategy standpoint? batting-wise, and and not only batting-wise, but on the other side of the ball, defensively, to make sure that you are putting your batters in a uh, very good position once they do go up there, knowing that NC State may not have the chances to score the runs that they'll need to back up Emily Wyman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's the game of softball, the game of baseball, right, is being able to have a plan of what you're doing. And so you need to learn – and we need to learn what Florida State is all about. And we we did that early on, the consistency of each individual player and what we expect from them. And then when you gain that confidence and trust in what you are, now you go to battle against another team. So we knew Emily would kick the ball down the zone, throw some change-ups, um, you know, great defense with Renata and Van Dyken at third base. And, you know, so we knew what we were going into. And what we had to do is have a plan walking into the park, stick to your plan offensively, stick to your plan defensively, and keep executing and, until the, the last pitch is thrown. And we're just really starting to understand that a bit now. So, you know, and, and when they bring someone else in and maybe you haven't seen them, you know, you don't know what they have, then you got to be able to learn from a batter by batter to make your adjustments. But nowadays – you know, you're getting pretty good information before you go into a series and you know who to look at and you know, you know how to, to play Florida State softball and then execute the plan with what you're seeing. So uh, I think we did a good job of that this week. And, again, I'm going to go back to we're maturing as a very young squad and understanding how to play the game at another level. 
So there's a fundamental game of catch. There's a fundamental game of bringing your best as an individual. And then there's the next level of playing the smarts of it. And we're really starting to implement the smarter part of the game. Coach, what, and also when you look at NC State and you, and you look at some of the things that, that come out of this, what would you say would be the biggest thing that you, that you do see that the team built on this past week, biggest area that the team improved on heading into this, to this week, which will be a very important week, not only with obviously the rivalry with Florida, but also then heading into Louisville. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing for us is just the team component. When we played like a squad, we were World War one unit on Friday night, and I really, really was excited to see that come together. So um, I think the the next level of World Series postseason, 16 teams in the country, you know, I mean, all that kind of stuff, it's, there's a level of athleticism, and then there's a, there's a huge level of being team. And when you have one squad playing together as one unit, I don't care how individually talented you are, you're still tough to beat because everybody has a job to do, and they're giving their 100% at that. And, and we saw a, a great uh, execution of that on Friday night. So really, really excited about that part of it that, that's coming to fruition for us right now. This is TCRS, the Coach Roadshow, powered by Swivel Vision Trading Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine. We're back on the other side of this to break down the Little Sunshine Showdown with the Florida Gators. Hey, Coach Mike Lucie. Coach, welcome to the show. It's always good to have a celebrity in town. Man. Welcome to Lafayette. Welcome to Kansas Dutcher. Glad to hear. That game is like a boxing match. We we are like two heavyweight you know, boxers in the ring. You're going to give a blow, but you're going to take one, and you got to give one back. And you just got to stay on your feet until you can get that knockout punch. I think this team does a great job of making every member on the team feel valuable, understanding that everybody in, in the lineup or on the bench is, is contributing to this program. They all have a job that day, whether it be, you know, writing a chart, being the pinch runner, or starting in center field, whatever it is, everybody has a job and they're all equally important. When you get inside the lines, you just have to play. Never do well if you're thinking about all these outside pressures. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. This is TCRS. We are back with the head coach of FSU softball, Lonnie Alameda. Coach, one of the big things that it always comes with this week and, and this contest against Florida is all those distractions. We heard Jazz Jackson, who was on the show back during her time at LSU, talk about once you get in between those lines, you just have to play. So yep. with this game against Florida, what do you tell what do you tell your team, but what do you also hope that behind the scenes or what do you know behind the scenes that players like Lacey and Maddie are turning around and telling the rest of the team right now? Uh, well, I don't think you have to say anything when you're getting ready to play a top five team in the country. I mean, that's what, you know, you, you see, you look at the schedule and it's sent out in September and October and there is definitely – teams that you're going to compete against that stand out and say, oh, I'm so excited for those opportunities, and Florida is one of them. And on top of that, being an in-state rival and the rival that we have with Florida, you know, brings another element to it too. So um, so there's not much we have to say other than go out and play our game and enjoy it, you know, enjoy the battle that we're going to go into right now. And, you know, it, it's always a, a privilege to play uh, an opponent that is completely one through nine, if not one through 20 in the dugout, 
invested in their mission. And when you're playing teams like that that are just just dominant and just fun to compete against, you know, it it creates a great atmosphere. And we're just really excited about the opportunity. And so, you know, I think that that's something that, you know, when you talk about distractions, it's more about excitement and giddiness that you get an opportunity to to play this this level of softball. So not much has to be said other than, hey, this is how we're going to attack it. This is our game plan. Let's get the measuring stick out and see where we stand and go from there. And I want to let everybody know the game against Florida will be this Wednesday, 6 p.m. Now, Coach Coach Walden, after their past series this weekend, said that the one thing that they cannot do from this point on, and especially this week playing against not only you all, but their series that they're going to have upcoming after you against Kentucky, is that they cannot give extra outs, they can't have wasted at bats, and they can't leave runners on. All three of those, yeah. I mean, you could really say about any game for any team. But when you look at Florida, important is it going to be knowing how powerful they are at the plate that you do not give them any extra outs? Um, I mean, it's important across the, the board when you're playing. I mean, you have a, a standard as a program when you're walking in and you want to play some good good softball. It's, you know, not giving extra outs, you know, being smart and containing the extra bases, um, you know, attacking the zone as a pitcher and attacking the zone as a hitter. So I don't necessarily think that it just, you know, like, oh, we got to change our game plan now that we're facing Florida. You know, it's just you will get exposed if you haven't worked on that from the get-go. So if we're coming in here and expecting something different against Florida from our team, then we're not doing a good job as a coaching staff. I mean, this should have been a style of softball we played from the beginning. And, uh, you know, you'll get exposed if, you, if you're trying to do something different than you've been doing the whole time. And, you know, I think Florida faced an opponent this past week that, that did get exposed, South Carolina. I mean, you, you look at their series that they just had against Carolina, and they handedly swept them, scoring at least 10 runs per game and holding SG to uh, scores of 2, 0, and 3. So very, very dominant performance from them on that end. But, Coach, when you go into this one and you look at this one, I mean, how where do you where do you feel that you match up and your program matches up the best against Florida? Um, you know, I think that uh, obviously Lacey's thrown against them before. So the fact that, you know, the mixing speed part, um, they're usually a dead red hitting team. They're a little more short game than they've been in the past. So they definitely try to get some table setters on. And, you know, they've got some good uh, team speed, you know, that they haven't really had in the past either. So I think the fact that they're on a mission of returning as national champions, you're going against some experience where our kids are young. So, you know, that's probably the, the biggest difference for us is we're rolling into competing against a team that's returning from a national championship that got themselves there, that were there, and having lost, you know, obviously a key player in Hannah, but, you know, even – some of the other pitchers, Delaney through there, you know, I mean, they, they've got the experience of being there, and our kids are just starting to get that feeling of postseason games. So that might be the biggest gap difference for us, but that doesn't that doesn't negate what we can get done on the field if we play pitch by pitch. Now, with that with that being said, and you saying that that's the biggest gap difference, where, how do you feel you match up the best against them? Is it the fact that Lacey has thrown against them before? 
Um, well, I think that, you know, it's any game, any day. You know, I think we're going to have to get a game plan for Hager. We're going to have to get a game plan for Gorley. We're going to have to get a game plan for Acasio, who's a freshman that we haven't seen. So we got to be prepared. It's a single game. It's not a double header. So, you know, you're looking at seven innings, and you got to make sure that, that you're ready to face every pitcher in every scenario. So it's going to be a little bit more of a, a postseason learning experience for our kids. But, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's go to battle. It's, you know, you got to put your, your best swings on good pitches and, you know, we've got to make sure that we make big pitches in big situations because you're facing nine hitters that, that are really talented and even the kids he brings off the bench, you know. And obviously a couple of kids are swinging it pretty hot with South Carolina, but, you know, it, it's still any any day, any team, you know, you, you give your best effort and let the chips fall where they fall. Now, when, when everything's said and done with the schedule, though, and, and again, this will be the first of the two against Florida, how nice is it to have the first one at home? Uh, well, this will be the first time that we've done this. Um, we've always played the first one at UF, so um, I will tell you after we play, I have the first one here. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be nice for our fans. Um, you know, you, you gain a lot of information when you play them for the first time, um, where, you know, it's always been done at UF, and we've played some epic games against them. So uh, we're trying to actually get a third game. We're trying to mimic what our baseball team does. So we were trying to get a third game in Jacksonville and um, play like baseball does and do a three-game series with them and, I think it's just great for the state of Florida. It's great for softball players in Florida to see two teams get after it that um, are so rich in softball tradition and history. And, Coach, I was actually going to ask you that, too. How important is it for a, a series like this to possibly expand to that third game? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, again, great. It's not something that uh, probably is so huge for Florida to do he plays you know in the sec which is a really strong rpi conference it is outstanding for us you know as the acc keeps growing it keeps getting more competitive but you know for us to play this quality of softball when it comes down to the the rpi it's huge for us and it's a benefit for us so you know coach walton really sees the um the significance of playing traditional florida florida state games and it's awesome that we want to expand this to the three games and um you know and i think it's just great for softball in the state of florida you know these kids are very competitive. They play great softball here. And for them to see their Florida schools getting after it and, and keeping the Florida kids in Florida, it, it's a pretty outstanding mark for us. So it would be really great for boosters, for alumni, and for the future of our sport of softball to really get that third game to, to celebrate it in Jacksonville, which is a great softball area. Now, last question about about Florida, and then we'll talk very briefly about the series against Louisville. Coach Walden put out a video recently where he went and traded places with their head women's gymnastics coach and ran their practice yep. while she ran their softball practice. So if you could do that at Florida State, which coach, which team would you want to run practice for? <laughs> um, I would love to be around Jimbo. I would love to go out to the football field. Um, you know, I, I think that Jimbo's come in and talked to our team quite a few times, but um, something that we pride ourselves in is our family atmosphere and, and just the relentless ability to walk between the to through the gate and give to your team. And I think he builds that with those guys. Um, you know, he's had all different kinds of competitive games and pulls it out in the end because of their tightness and their unity and their love for each other and respect for team. And so I would love for our kids to hear from him, so trading places. But I would, you know, enjoy being around that atmosphere uh, when they start practice and they get after it with, you know, a gazillion guys. It would be quite different, you know, from 20 kids here going to 100 and whatever there. But 
um, just to see that atmosphere and, and to trade places with him would be would be pretty amazing. So, again, that game against Florida will be this Wednesday night, 6 p.m., and then, Coach, this coming weekend into next week, the next ACC battle for you all will be up at Louisville. Saturday, uh, all games starting at 7 o'clock, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. The games Sunday and Monday will both be on ESPNU. So, Coach, again, going up there, what do you expect to to see out of Louisville, knowing that they're going to be – they have another game in between there, but they are coming off of a series where they were just swept by Virginia Tech. Yeah, so I kind of watched that series back and forth. Uh, Virginia Tech is a, a scrappy ball club, and they have, you know, a couple of those lefty hitters in the beginning. And a little bit like the top of Auburn's lineup, too, just flat out swing it, make adjustments. So tough place to play there. Um, you know, road losses are always tough, too. So I expect Louisville to get after it. It's going to, you know, I've already seen their promos of whiteout night and all that kind of stuff on TV, and I know that Louisville athletics support each other really well. This will be my first time ever playing Louisville, ever being in Louisville, so it's going to be an experience for us as a program. But, again, what an awesome opportunity, you know, to, to have a bullseye on your back and people want to get after you, and um, it just creates us and makes us that much stronger. So, um, you know, the other part that's a little bit different is we're doing three-game series, so we're actually not doing double-header single game. So this is a, a little different strategic uh, way that you can do your pitching, and they can do their pitching too because they don't have to rely on 14 innings of pitching. It's only seven. Um, and so, you know, you can really game plan. So that actual Monday night game might be quite interesting because we're going to have a lot of information for two games going into that. So looking forward to it. It's going to be a great battle. And next week will also be very different for TCRS because it will be the first time that we are actually going to have Seminole Softball Monday in the middle of a series. So we'll be able to bring all the fans, you know, up to date on those first few games and really break down those first two games going into that third one. So, Coach, I know I'm looking forward to that, and I know you have to be as well. Yes, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll be able to talk strategy about it going into that Monday night game. So that'll be a good one. Again, everybody, uh, the game on Wednesday at 6 o'clock, and then Louisville, the game, uh, all games at 7 o'clock, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Again, Sunday and Monday, make sure you're uh, either there up in Louisville supporting the Knowles or watching the Knowles on ESPNU. Coach, any closing comments uh, for this week? before we end the show today? No, just uh, exciting stuff for those that love softball. I mean, there's been more runs scored now this year than I've seen across the board, you know, in a long time coaching. So, uh, you know, it's anyone's game. And, uh, boy, you can't stop watching till the till the umpire says last out because it has just definitely been going back and forth. So good time of year right now, really good time of year to, to watch the game and obviously opening day in baseball too. So the bat ball game is in full swing. Definitely is. Coach, thanks a lot, as always, for joining us here on Seminole Softball Monday. We'll look forward to talking to you next Monday and really getting into the first two games against Louisville and looking at that Monday night game. Sounds great. Thanks, Jerry. We'll talk to you on Monday. This has been TCRS, the Coach Road Show. Don't forget, when you're listening to Seminole Softball Monday, you can always click on the links on the show description to – Follow uh, Coach Alameda on Twitter, and also obviously follow FSU Softball on Twitter, Facebook, and, of course, their Instagram accounts. 
This has been TCRS powered by Swivel Vision Training Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine. Make sure you follow Blake and Abby on Twitter at Coach Roadshow, and that's Coach R-O-G-E-S Show. Make sure you follow me at Coach Robo, and that's Coach R-O-G-O-L. We'll talk to you guys next Monday as we talk right before the Monday night game. Don't forget, again, both games, Sunday and Monday, 7 o'clock ESPNU. This has been TCRS, the Coach Red Show. Later times, everybody.